Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe, together with Guinness. First off, I am sweating. I had to run here from the train. It's fine. I've got sweat patches just in case it happens during the show. And Who out there? What listeners or viewers do not Don't. sweat? Yeah. Get Good off your point. high horses. Good point. We all sweat, especially in show business. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking too old, cam and collected. <laughs> what a weekend of rugby. Wow. Oh, my God. I always get asked, do, do, you, do you miss it? And I'm always, I have this, just roll it out. No, 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 I don't. Now I'm, I'm over it. And, geez, I'm already at the point where I don't know how they do it. They're so big. So <laughs> you just roll out so your template. Yeah, I yeah. sound like an old woman. I'm like, no, or man. Uh, but I must say that that's hard to watch when you can't be involved in that. And for you, someone so fresh out of the game, did you miss playing on Saturday? Um, I still, I still, no, I still don't miss playing. Horseshit. I call it. No, I'm sorry. Really? I, I, I'm led to believe, a lot of people have chatted to recently say that for the first year when you retire, you're kind of naive to it or you're in like a honeymoon period. Mm. I think I'm still experiencing that. That's why I didn't get the kind of jealousy. Okay. But I was living every second um, out there because it was such a good game. Ulster just need to hold their heads up high. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the cliche. Small margins. I was... I was Fully in it with them. I was loving their performance, mm. and it was one of those days where, unfortunately, the best side lost. Yeah, is that a bit controversial? No, um, I think on the day, if was you that go, a bit biased, Stephen? If you go through the players on the field, I think I went through like one fifteen. Ulster probably outplayed them, but as Jack Coleman said at the end of the game, that's what it's about: being a championship-winning side, being able to not have individually your best games, but still able to grind out a win and take an Ulster team's best performance in years yeah. to be able to win. So hats off to Leinster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leinster, the way they finished the game was was just, that was their winners. Yeah. And they, they just get it over the line. Yeah, seven minutes ball and play and yeah. just holding on to it, frustrating them. And um, yeah, it was like so much to talk about with that one. Uh, Munster also ground out a win over in Edinburgh. Uh, I did even miss playing like games like that because I find like as you get older as well and, and as you're more out of the game, uh, you get more cranky. And I think the age frustration Venn diagram I think that comes into play you become uh, this you know, the way old like my dad is a lunatic watching match yeah. I think as he gets older he gets further and further away from when he played so he turns into a maniac and just starts screaming at everyone he becomes less understanding yes as to what it's actually like out there yeah and he's trying to blame the ref for the players and then I'm I'm slowly catching up with him with this yeah. stuff like the two of us watched on the couch yeah and you're and like, like you know what dad you're right <laughs> you've been right for years yeah. <laughs> yeah. about what I don't know <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I've been defending these guys for so long yeah yeah. so uh, look there's loads to talk about in that game uh, also Connacht's Tough game on Friday night, uh, and also two other brilliant games in the in the championship. But uh, let's start with the Ulster one. So you weren't at it; you were at home. I w- well, I got home. I was away last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Good week. A brilliant week. San Francisco. Yeah, I was over with uh, an accelerator with the the business that we've we've started there, and um, we met some uh, founders, successful entrepreneurs, um, uh, VCs, 
and it's just another world over there. Yeah, <laughs> I got my eyes opened. It was an amazing experience. Really, really was. Yeah, well, that's the hub of it over there. Right? Yeah, mm. yeah. So, um, I watched um, the Matrix on the flight on the way home. Yeah, and I noticed choice. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd dried up. I must have been my seventh movie. Okay, so seventh down the list. I think yeah, it's fine. All new ones. And You're getting yeah. to Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> territory. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's either Winnie the Pooh or Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Either way, um, you and Tommy and Adam Jones are giving me a hard time for for not saying bad bad words. Yes, the Matrix is like uh, Avaz and Andrews House of Rugby. Is it? Um, so your man is it Cyrus? He's the guy who turns on them, the guy with the moustache. He looks a little bit like Cyrus, actually. Thank you. Is he cool? Um, yeah. I'm going to totally crap all over this point now in a second, but go on. Okay. Yeah. He, crap. He, um, you're going to poo poo on it. <laughs> He's killing everyone, right? Yeah. He comes out of the Matrix, <clears throat> turns on them, totally judices them. He's killing them all. Yeah. And the girl, on, the girl on the phone to him goes, gosh darn you, Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's what I would say. Yeah, but you know that that's, they're edited for flights. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not what they say in the film. Oh, really? She would have said, uh, ah, flip off. <laughs> Get sugared. Yeah, really? they edit them for the Because they said right? jeepers yeah. at one stage yeah, as well. Did they? Yeah, and they I was said, like, I say jeepers. <laughs> I said jeepers a minute ago, man. You're rubbing off me. I didn't know me. that. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, they edit them for the I flight. I feel silly not knowing that. Yeah. Oh, you're a you're a such a frequent flyer. You know? You're a tourist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they do. I've watched. You have crapped all over my point. Mm, I told you I would. You've pooed. You've poo pooed all over yeah. my point. Sorry about that. No. You've number two on my point. Is the Matrix any good? Does it stand up to time? Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite. No, one of my favorites. It's like maybe top twenty. Yeah, it's a perfect film for Keanu Reeves because he's so boring. Yeah. Just slot him in. Yeah. He's something robotic. That and John Wick. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Ulster. <laughs> Ulster and Leinster. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the semi- let's talk about the semi finals. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it was an unbelievable start to the game. Rory Best turnover after a couple of minutes, and then, uh, which I thought was a huge, uh, <clears throat> you know, intentional start from them <clears throat> just going balls out, and then big block down from Ringrose clearance and a Treadwell's try. That must have been. You know, for you as an Ulster fan, it's been like, Jesus, this is realistic now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, at that stage, I was, um, that was early enough to still be in hopeful territory rather than kind of expectation territory. Yeah. Later on in the game, I was, think, I, I, I was thinking, I was so excited. I was buzzing, yeah. screaming at the TV, yeah. thinking we're actually going to win this. This is going to be massive. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Leicester did, but they do. Yeah, but they got so much right. Like, the tactics from the start for them, like we said it over the last few weeks, we've always said it, we've kind of been like, they, they keep the ball and they need to keep, and to beat Leicester, you need to keep the ball away from them, right, and frustrate them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dwayne Peel said something when he came on the match commentary, he said, we just got to play what's in front of us, which I thought was brilliant as well, because they seem to get that right, the balance of they'd exhaust all their options, uh, phase play, you know, they'd show with a carry or they'd show it a uh, hard line off Burns, out the back off Burns, Cooney would have a dart. But then when they'd exhausted it, they'd put up a really good box kick or yeah. Burns would kick really well, contestable. And There's a nice little tussle with um, Adam Byrne and Jacob. Wasn't there? 
Yeah. Yeah, I thought both of them played brilliant. Yeah, they did, actually, yeah. yeah. Like, both of them were so accurate in the air. Yeah. Just colliding with yeah. the ball. Yeah, it kind of looked like they maybe they targeted Adam Byrne, but like he's one of the best on the high ball. I didn't realise yeah. he was so good. I've, yeah. like, I've seen him a few times, but I didn't realise he, he was that good. Mm. I mean, Jacobs, well, I'm sure he's taller than him. and he, Very athletic, gets in the air, very good um, aerial skills. And, yeah, they kind of went... Um, Tip time. Yeah. yeah. Must have been like three occasions where the two of them had the ball at the same time and just uh-huh. wrestling over it. Like. Yeah. Um, and, as you said, like they both went up perfectly. There was no one taking anyone out in the air yeah. or getting their timing off. Um, Rugby was the real winner. <laughs> it was. High ball receptions were the real winner. <laughs> <laughs> and even Mike Lowry was getting involved as well. Oh, How class is he? He is brilliant. Yeah. He was class. Yeah. And he looked, and uh, I'm not sure. He's played two, he played, did he play against the Kings last weekend? Anyway, back from a little bit of a break mm. um, after the concussion. Um, because he throws his weight around. Mm. That wee fella, he's tough, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And he looked like he was just, just picked up. But he's reading the game as well. Do you remember that one where Furlong put in a, uh, got the turnover and booted the ball with a left foot the length of the yeah. field? Like yeah. He kicked out pretty far. Yeah. And by the time the ball had been turned over, Lowry had gotten back the distance and caught the ball on the full. It didn't yeah. even bounce. Like he just read it and was like... Yeah. That was in probably 60-odd minute. Like. He's out of position, you know, still. He's, yeah, he's 15. a 10. Now, now, granted, he's played enough 15 now, I don't know, maybe six games at 15 yeah. to be have a bit of experience there and get going. But he hadn't he's played 15 yeah. up until like, not that long ago. Yeah. And he just looks so natural. Oh. Just a talented mm, fellow, isn't The it? skill level across the board, like the passing, the kicking, the decision-making, I thought, from This is bringing out, you see, how good the rugby was at the weekend. Yeah. This is making us... We're going to lose a lot of viewers and listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of that. They're going to be like, these two actually <laughs> like rugby. <laughs> I'm coaxed you into it by yeah. talking about Ulster. Yeah. <laughs> Ball for it. Yeah, it was, but it was. I mean, the, I, like, you have to be impressed as well with, with how Leinster managed that, with the variety of play they were throwing at them. Yeah. Um, and like I think Draco pointed out in the commentary a few times where they were getting... Uh, they were out of position in the in the backfield, or the wingers weren't covering the backfield, and uh, but they were kind of mixing it up. You know what I mean? They were making decisions. The back yeah. three for Leinster were kind of saying, "Okay, we have to close up hard here, or uh, present that there's a full wall." And then sometimes they'd cover the backfield a lot, and yeah. just kept both teams kept each other guessing. Yeah. It was kind of uh, shadow boxing for a lot of it, and um, you know the tries that <clears throat> that both teams are scoring. Uh, just came from relentless effort and you know Byrne got a showed how good Leinster were when he got over for that try yeah. keeping the ball and yeah. um, I know you were impressed with uh, with McCluskey and Cave as well I thought they were very good yeah how they handled Leinster's attack yeah yeah I thought uh, yeah I, I know we're talking about that one play in particular that O'Driscoll drew attention to in, in commentary where I think it's a little bit of a Welsh play where 10 um, hits 12 on an early switch mm-hmm. and then 12 then plays off that I think so, it used to be called Wales or something like that as a move I think. well yeah there I mean, you go <laughs> yeah. I, I would tell you what they call it at Ulster but I, they tend to remain yeah. <laughs> the calls for years to come so they probably still call it the same thing yeah. but um, yeah we used to do that back in the day with Paddy Wallace coming <clears> underneath then he would play make from there but I just thought Cave and McCluskey just read it so well. Mm. And then I think <coughs> someone in, in commentary 
can't remember who it was, whoever was commentating with Driscoll said, if they'd whipped it across the front to burn, yeah. then it, he might have been in space. But K, you can see Cavey spotted that. Yeah. And just, he, he has him, it's an option there, he, and he would have taken him if the yeah. ball had gone to him. But he just watched the flight of the ball, watched the body language, mm. and then hit it on Dave Carney. I don't think it got turned over, but, you know, it was just a... Uh, it's a nice we play. Hadn't seen that in years. Yeah, as Jacob said. Well, it's like that left-hand scrum is the hardest place for a backline, especially at 13, to defend because you're down your scrum half. So the scrum half is defending mm -hmm. on the blind side, basically. So the ball goes in. And you could see Cooney was trying to get around, but it went so quickly. Uh, McGrath moved the ball so fast that and Leinster were, were really at the line, attacked the line hard. Yeah. <clears throat> that then you're in Cave's position and, yeah, you've got, Two players running a full belt, one on an overs, one on a short line, and you've got to make a decision. Yeah. And he kept his left hand out to kind of show that he was kind of almost blocking the pass for Kearney to make, and then the last second yeah. bounced in on him. Um, because I would imagine, I don't know, I, I would imagine the likes of McCluskey, Cave, who don't they, don't, they don't get a look in with Ireland really, mm. but they're consistent performers. Um, obviously, Cave would be in and out a little bit, but they tend to be consistent performers for Ulster. Luke Marshall comes off the bench, played brilliantly. Yeah. Hasn't played in, I don't know, 10 months uh, with an ACL. Comes back in, looks like it was just nothing to him. Yeah. Uh, he was brilliant as yeah, well. Yeah, I was kind of, <clears throat> even from the Connacht game the other night, I was questioning uh, a few players that hadn't played in a long time ago. You can't just throw a player, player yeah. in there. If he hasn't <clears throat> played in six months, that was my go-to comment for the weekend. And then Luke Marshall comes off the bench after 10 months. And like he threw that little little offload, backdoor offload, and um, caught a couple of balls that... He whipped one straight across the front as well, right to left. Yeah, that was his first play, yeah, yeah. Um, to Stockdale. And, yeah, I mean, it's great to have that. I'm the same, though. I, I, I would be the same. If I, was, if I was a coach and I was picking, I'd be going, give him another week here. Mm. I mean, it's obviously it's proved in, 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 yeah. in training. But you know yourself, in training, first. I just didn't... I don't know, I, I, I would have been nervous. If, if, I, if that was me and I hadn't played in a year... Yeah. I mean, I get nervous. I used to get nervous the first game of the season because I hadn't played in two months. Yeah. I was going, I'm going to forget how to play rugby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair play to him. Yeah, that's that a lot. No, I think, as, and as you said, uh, McCluskey and Cave, like, like as, as Will Addison pointed out to us last week, how difficult it is to defend at 13. Yeah. And Will, I remember Will. Oh, Will. <laughs> Went so well. If you're watching, hi, well. <laughs> <laughs> I wore the same clothes as today. It's <laughs> my new outfit now. Uh, but I think, you know, hats off to Jared Payne again for the effort that he, he obviously is and the difference he's made with the, lens, with the Ulster defence. Because yeah. we have been a little bit critical of the amount of tries they've leaked at times, but I thought McCluskey and Cave were, you know, just huge. Yeah. Weekend, we, haven't any, we haven't talked about any. We haven't talked about any forwards. Um, uh, Marcel Coetzee and Ian Henderson were enormous yeah. for Ulster. Treadwell, I thought, was brilliant. Yeah, Kieran yeah. was good. Herring, um, Herring, when he came on, what an effort for him. Yeah. Like, you know, losing Rory Best, obviously, it was a big uh, blow, but then for him to come on and have that impact. Yeah. Massive. Because um, Reese Ruddock <coughs> is a man who doesn't, doesn't generally go backwards. Yeah. He's a talisman for Leinster, and both Handy smashed him at one stage and could see a smash them on stage. When yeah. do you ever see that happening? Yeah. It, it, it was almost like the physicality was a little bit like kind of 
in moments mm. what England did to Ireland. Yeah. Like we're not, we've, all we've done is talk about Ulster, sorry. Well, we have I'm to continue sorry. and talk about the, the, the elephant in the room, and that is... That they lost. Jacob Stockdale. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you suppressed that memory already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's your take on that moment? I thought, um, after all Jacob's done for Ulster and Irish rugby over the last year and a half, and the fact that he got the ball, I thought Dan McFarland some, like, summed it up perfectly. Like, uh, the message he delivered after the game was, who else do you know when they get the ball uh, 40 metres out, can brush off two Leinster defenders, step Jordan Larmer like he's not there, still maintain still full, hand full off pace, well. yeah. hand off Dave Carney, I think yeah. it was, and even get into a position to have any chance of scoring a try. Mm. I don't know, and actually, apart from <clears throat> apart from that moment, which was it was obviously a mistake, you know, and he obviously should have dove on it, dived on it. But apart from that, I thought Jacob was unbelievably good the rest of the yeah. game. I mean, the recovery he had from that, he caught up the next high ball, then a few <clears throat> minutes later, put in that chip to gather, yeah. and uh, I thought he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. If he yeah. hadn't, if he'd scored that, it'd been by a country mile the man yeah. match, probably. You know, um, I thought Murray Kinsella made a good point on Twitter. He put up a quote that Nigel Carlin, the Irish in the twenties coach, said a few years ago, where he used to give Stockdale used to give him uh, heart, almost give you a heart failure from how we would cross the ball or cross the line and not put the ball down and still be standing upright and try and kind of just slowly put it down. Um, so he's obviously had that kind of habit for a long time mm. um, and what better way to kick it out of your system yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as you said like not many players in the world would have scored that I think we've got a, we're going to have a clip from uh, from Dan McFarlane in a while that we'll, uh, he'll talk about that after the game but yeah not many players in the world would be able to create something like that uh, so I uh, chin up um, uh, yeah exactly and when you score as many tries as he does yeah you know, and you, every time you if you're, every time you put the ball down with one hand, then you kind of roll the dice, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I dropped the ball over the line. I think I've told you this. Before. We've told you this many times. Yeah. We've. Yeah. <laughs> I've only done it once though. Uh, yeah, against the your Aeroni. Aeroni. Yeah. <laughs> to call him Aeroni. And, and I never. I I dived every single time after that. Yeah, you've got to dive. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, do you want to listen to McFarlane now? Yeah. yeah. Pat's got a clip from McFarlane after the match, so you might listen to that. Um, I think uh, I know what you want me to say, and I'm not going to say that because uh, um, uh, I've been asked downstairs, I was asked a question four times, what about uh, Jacob dropping the ball over the line? Um, my, my answer to that is uh, there are not many people in the world who can beat that many players to even get in a position where they put the ball down. I'm proud of Jacob. Jacob played a great game, did a lot of really good things in that. Um, he's disappointed, but that's not the reason we lost the game. Um, I'd say the, 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 the key points in the first half where our collision work, our contact work wasn't good enough, um, and that's on me. You know, I'm the coach of that area. Uh, Leinster stole a few balls off, uh, off us. We couldn't get our attack into the rhythm that, uh, uh, that, that, uh, that, that when we did, uh, showed some good glimpses. Um, or some really good aspects of our attack. Uh, couldn't get that in the first half. Uh, it was much better in the second half. Okay, that was Dan McFarland there. Um, and but look, I suppose we can't not talk about Leinster um, because, as I said, championship-winning side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk about the Lannisters, really. the Lannisters. Yeah, they uh, they really put them to the sword at the end. Yeah, they chopped was... Ned Stark's head off. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. We became the Starks. Became That's the, right. He did kind of become the Starks for a moment. He made he made all the children watch <laughs> as he chopped yeah. the head off. <laughs> Sexton was just watching from the crowd, just like uh, off with his Joffrey, head. Off with yeah. his head. <laughs> just one tear rolls down your face as you're trying to stay strong, but you're destroyed in the inside. <laughs> Uh, but look, they, I thought Adam Burm was great. Jack Hone and that 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 try he made for uh, oh, yeah. for Adam Burm was brilliant and great to see Luke McGrath back as well. Um, thought he brought a lot. Strange decision not to play uh, <clears throat> James Lowe. <clears throat> What's taking that? Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I think it's a strange one. Um, mm. Dave Carney went really well. Um, Adam Burm went really well. So you can. You can fault them, to be fair, but uh, James Lowe is a guy who changes games. Mm. Big uh, match player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. I'd what, say it's um, because Luke Marshall, Luke McGrath, Luke McGrath is only just uh, back. Is just back. Yeah. So um, having Gibson Park on the bench would give them that little bit of cushion there that if yeah. they didn't. That, and that Gibson Park is a brilliant player, like absolutely brilliant player. <clears> but you know they didn't give him a lot of game time either, so. Brought him on and brought him back off. But you're saying though they they only <clears throat> put him there just in case something. If Luke, Luke is that Luke's first game back? No, he's, I think he played the week before as well. Yeah. So unless yeah. they thought there was a little bit of a risk there. Um, yeah, probably. But I think going into the semi final, if it was me, I, you know, I thought Adam Burden was brilliant. I think James Lowe would, be, would bring a little bit more than Dave Carney to the table as as well as Dave did. But I just love James Lowe. I know you, you do as well. I'd yeah. love to see him. Especially against Toulouse, you need someone that will go out and just make it a, a bit of a war. Um, and quickly touching on Toulouse, uh, did you see that game yesterday? No, I didn't. Oof, it was incredible. Uh, 14 men after 22 minutes, they got a red card. And against Racing, like you're just throwing the ball around all over the place. Yeah. But Toulouse just matched them. They just, you know, they didn't didn't play like up the jump, jumper rugby. Yeah. Just played N10 stuff and scored some brilliant tries. So, uh, <clears throat> topped off a brilliant weekend. So, yeah, it's going to be an unbelievable. Again, I suppose they played them twice already this season, but. Would, would they have any chance of beating them? I think so, yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, they've. Sh- Leinster would be, you know, they'll be wounded a little bit after, after that game and uh, yeah. didn't play particularly well last week either. So, I think they've only got, what, Glasgow at home on the on the thirteenth before uh, the semis, so that that'll be a big game where they need to yeah. go out and put in a solid performance. And to lose, they're coming from a warm climate. No, are they are they Daenerys and, and the dragons and all on that lot? Are they? They could be. Yeah, that's why not. They look kind of cool and <laughs> sexy. Yeah. <laughs> What's your man's name? Cheslin Kobe. Yeah. He's, he's Daenerys. Yes, and Entomac is. Uh, Big lad on the horse. <laughs> you big man on the horse. His, his, her, her husband. What was his name? Oh, Carl Drago. Carl Drogo. Drogo. Or, he's a bit smaller, but yeah, he kind of looks like him. Yeah, <clears throat> um, it's going to be an unbelievable game. I might. Go, I, I want to go to all of these games. Actually, the semis. They're giving me a semi. They're giving me semis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but can we find I'll leave you talking I'll talk about Ulster to give you a semi at the end of it uh, final words for Ulster give us a little pep talk <clears throat> so um, this time last year um, Ulster was an unpleasant place to be cause 
because we were struggling on the pitch. Off the pitch, there was a lot going on. A lot of distractions. Really, really difficult time for Ulster. Co losing coaches. Um, and then I was retiring. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Devastation. So the whole team were in turmoil. Yeah. And they were all grieving the loss. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, it, was, it was unpleasant. Although it was still... I, it was still Ulster and it was still uh, like you know like a lot of guys I knew really well I still loved the lads mm. but we were struggling and it was really tough and every Monday morning you were just going into into work just going this is crap yeah. and I wanted to get out of there because mm. I was just so fed up with oh, anyway all this stuff and just the fact that they've turned around I was so proud to be an Ulster supporter at the weekend there because they've come so far Dan McFarland's done an unbelievable job and you can see from the start of the season just gradually improving and all the stuff he's implementing has come through more and more and more chatted to a few of the guys um, over the last couple of months and they were saying not not so much the last couple of seasons but before that when Austria were competing in knockout stages of, of league and European Cup reasonably regularly always getting beat by Leinster yeah. to be fair so yeah. nothing's changed in that respect uh, Leinster just I think Leinster finished Ulster season five years in a row or four years in a row or something really yeah, um, yeah. but um, a couple of guys have made the point if Dan McFarlane had been in, in charge back then we would have won silverware Ulster would have won silverware yeah. and I think you can really start to see how that's realistic how yeah. far they've come yeah, I think the positivity is brought to the to the group. And you saw, I think after the game, Henderson said in the press conference that um, the injection of youth into the team has obviously brought them to the next level as well, um, which I thought was a good point. You know, I was in a situation with Munster when I first came into Munster, and I, I remember a lot of the experienced players <clears throat> put a huge emphasis on... Uh, how much they wanted the young players like Fla, Dowling, myself, Tomas to come into the side and make, or Peter Stringer saying, make that number 13 jersey your jersey. You know, we want you to, to, to be on the field. We yeah. want you to want it. And it was... Yeah. It was uh, even get a tattoo of it. <laughs> <laughs> he planted the seed, <laughs> um, but I think that blend when you get that from the experienced players, where they're not watching their back, they want the injection of you to, 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 to bring it to the next level, to bring that ambition. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what Ulster have got going for them now, and it's that um, the youthful vibrance that they have where they want to go out and play. Yeah. Um, and they're excited to play, and they're not phased by anything. You know, yeah. Even though they're making mistakes, like Cooney missed that kick, he was straight back. He didn't phase him at first second. Uh, Stockton yeah. made that mistake, and it was just back on the horse, and they go again. Absolutely. So, you know, the so, likes of so Eric O'Sullivan... Mm. Um, massive find this year. Nick Timoney's thrived this year. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike Laurie, a fullback, has been yeah. an unbelievable find. Balakun. Um, Jacob's still a youngster as well. Mm. You know, so they've all made big, big impacts and they've, yeah. they've brought the side on. So well done. Well said. Well done, Ulster. You've had your moment. So. That's enough. <laughs> I'll remain silent. <laughs> okay, right, stay with us for part two where we'll talk about that gritty monster win over Edinburgh. Rory briefly touched on it in the changing room there. Um, a lot of the, as you, as you said, very young squad, average age, way down low 20s. Um, a lot of the lads haven't been in changing room but for them to get to this sort of playoff rugby and, and a lot of their first seasons um, of professional rugby, not even the first season with Ulster rugby, 
I think that's um, that's massive for a massive boost of confidence for them. What they can work on, that's their baseline now, and what they want to step forward to and build towards. We've seen from the start of the season people building on performances, and, and that's something I think that, that can be um, shown to all those young lads who, who can look to build on their performances, build on their career from this starting point of the season. Um, and that's something I'm sure that they will use internally um, to, to drive them on for not only the next six weeks, six, eight weeks, but, but on, going on for the rest of their careers. We are very fortunate to have Rory Scannell on the line here. How are you, Scans? All good. All good here. Good, man. Uh, huge weekend for Munster, but you're straight back into uh, training this morning, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was a good weekend now, and uh, it's a quick turnaround now. We've heard it on Friday night, so it's, uh, yeah, back in training, quick review of the game, and on to Cardiff now for this week. Good stuff. I saw you were all down on the beach yesterday, swimming and eating ice cream and having the crack. What was that about? Yeah. Down lanes, doing a, a bit of recovery. The water was a bit cold, so we weren't in there too long. Mainly eating grub. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, well deserved, man. How was that? How was the feeling uh, on Saturday after that nail-biting finish against Edinburgh? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit nerve-wracking at the end, but um, yeah, it was great to get over the line. I suppose it was such a tight game, and you know they're such quality opposition as well. We knew it was going to be going to be a tight one. There's only a score in the end, but. Yeah, it was a sense of relief, I suppose, really, at the at the final whistle. And, um, yeah, great to be back in the European semi now. Were you kind of watching the clock going, will I be needed to pull out my big hefty left boot for the last couple of minutes here? And conser- <laughs> Were you conserving a little bit of energy, possibly? Um, I was trying, but there wasn't, uh, wasn't much scope for conserving energy. And, and I actually... Came off for that that last passage of play with a bit of blood. So um, yeah. I was actually watching from the sideline, which was actually probably worse than than being on the pitch. We were all uh, all outside the dugout um, waiting for the whistle. So yeah, it was a big relief when when that went. Scans after after the the drama at the weekend and the um, the the big finish and the securing European semi. Is it a little bit miserable going back to Pro 14 this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't really say it was, it's miserable, but um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, there's a there's a great buzz on, on Saturday, and you know we we're in, all in good spirits yesterday, and then I suppose it's you kind of have to put that behind you quickly enough, and we have to so for two weeks now concentrate on the league, and you know we're we're hunting that that first spot for the home semi, and you know we're chasing Glasgow, so. It's uh, yeah, it's a tough one to try and balance, and uh, you know when you have a, a European semi in in just over two weeks, so it's uh, yeah, it's a bit of a, a mind shift, I suppose. But there are no lads are looking looking forward to Friday night as well, playing back at home, and we're in Cork as well, which is great. Oh yeah, loves Cork. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I hit it all. <laughs> um, we were talking before, and actually about um, well, Baz and I actually were talking about the sh- the the kind of shift in attitude when it comes to a European match in Munster where, you know, a lot of things will change on the week of a big European Cup game. You, you maybe have your meetings in a different room. Uh, you get the suit out. There's just a, a different kind of a build-up. Would that be fair enough? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of mindset, I suppose. You know, with the, 
the history of the club has um, in the European Cup. Um, and yeah, I suppose it was our, our first time getting the suits out now in a couple of weeks um, at the weekend. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a bit more serious around the places, you know. Um, lads are treading on on thin ice, what, what they're saying in meetings and whatnot. So it's a bit more tense around the place. But when you get to the actual game, it's it's pretty enjoyable. And obviously, after the the nail biting finishing to get the win at the weekend, it's a it's a big relief after, and <laughs> you can kind of relax a bit then on on Sunday. Yeah, and uh, big travelling support obviously on Saturday gave you a bit of a boost. Yeah, it was massive. I think they're saying there's over fifteen thousand monster supporters there, and it probably felt like a lot more. Um, I think it was about two hours after the game ended, we were we were halfway on the bus and we were uh, we were barely able to get onto it. There was such a massive crowd outside waiting for us, all cheering, and you know it's it's great to have that support, especially when you're away from home. So yeah, credit to to everyone that travelled really. And have you had a chance to look at the Saracens game from Saturday or? Are you looking uh, that far ahead to uh, to the No, we game? we haven't we haven't watched it yet now. Um, it was it was kind of saw bits and pieces of it in the post match meal, but yeah, we haven't uh, haven't looked forward to to that yet. We're just uh, just after viewing the Edinburgh game there this morning, and I suppose that for the afternoon, we're probably looking towards Cardiff. So we're not getting getting too ahead of ourselves yet. One game at a time, scans, yeah. <laughs> exactly, Trimby, exactly. That's it. Trimby loves the cliches. <laughs> Sorry, no cliches allowed, scans. So we're going to have to cut that out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so look, if, if it's a, a five-day turnaround this week, uh, did you have a, a bad knock to the head? or, or uh, how uh, No, you, how you all but just, uh, just a couple of stitches, so it's... Uh, should be out for the weekend, so um, yeah, it's a quick turnaround. All the bodies are sore, so hopefully training today won't be too heavy. Yeah, is it a, is it a pitch session this afternoon? Yeah, on the pitch this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, it should be a should be a short enough session. Yeah, I think like the ball was in play for about nine minutes of the last ten minutes on Saturday, um, and as much as I was screaming at the television, um, it, it didn't really make a difference to how. Uh, how players were looked absolutely fucked and exhausted. Uh, so, God, that must be hard to to get up and get yourself out on a Monday morning to train again. Yeah, it's, uh, I, luckily uh, for half of that nine minute period, I was actually sitting in the dugout, so I was getting my breath back. But yeah, a few lads were, were pretty knackered after it. It can be uh, tough getting out of bed on the Monday morning, getting in and looking forward to a bit of running. But uh, I suppose it has to be done, really, doesn't it? You all know yourselves. And just on a personal note for you, man, we've uh, we've talked about you a few times in the show and how well you've adjusted to playing at twelve. Um, you know, you're probably naturally at a ten, uh, maybe fifteen, a little bit uh, growing up. But um, was it first when you came into Munster? Was that the first time you've really played at twelve? Um, yeah, I think it was under 20. Um, myself and JJ would have been playing under 20 together, and you know he, he was playing at 10. So I kind of they decided to to move move me out to 12. And yeah, I suppose since then really I've kind of kind of stuck at it. I played 10 a few times since I suppose, but now I'm enjoying it. And I suppose when you play 10 as well, you kind of you know what you're looking for from from your centres and. Um, probably another set of eyes, which is um, you know trying to be as big, as big a help as I can for for Joey and JJ and Tyler and other boys. So yeah, I'm enjoying 12 minutes at the minute, so it's, it's good. Is it nice to have um, someone like Chris Farrell? Um, obviously, both of you have got a serious skill set, but is it nice to have someone 
you're going, listen, I don't really fancy that much traffic. Give it to the big, <laughs> enormous hero outside me. <laughs> yeah, give it to the big the big man from Five Miles Town. He loves a, a good hard line for himself, as, as you know. Yeah, so we're, we're always flagging him that uh, he thinks he's a, a playmaking centre, but really we, we just use him on the, all, those, all those hard lines and the big carries and then free up myself and the, and whoever's at ten. So yeah, we like we like sending him up as much as we can, even though he, he hates it himself. He's great. That's greedy enough from isn't it? He thinks he's got it all. But I mean, <laughs> if you're that big, you just stick to what you what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, you have to send him to on a few decoys every now and again to sit a few, few defenders for everyone else. So he's not too happy about it. And clear. I have to ask you about Tyburn. Uh, his uh, theatrics on Saturday for the penalty. Did he get much of a slagging for that? Uh, yeah, I suppose he did. Um, you know, you know, no to use cliches here, but um, he, yeah, he got a bit of a slag, and he was saying his uh, his, his Twitter account was going a bit mental, right? <laughs> um, even his even his girlfriend was giving him a bit of a stick about it. So he's uh, he's taken a bit of a uh, bit of stick this morning, right? But um, I suppose it went in our favour as well, um, and it, it worked out thankfully. But <laughs> we don't like seeing people diving too much in rugby. Yeah, it's a tough one. I saw Murray <laughs> Murray Kinsella made a point about Ross Moriarty during the during the season who didn't dive in a situation like that and was kind of questioning the ref, like, "What do you want me to do? Throw myself on the ground, or are you just going to spot it for what it is?" So uh, it is tough. We wreck. We were actually laughing because Jeremy Lachman actually pushed him as well, who was standing inside him, which probably made, <laughs> made it look a bit worse. <laughs> so uh, Ty, Ty's getting all the sticks, but I think uh, I think Jez actually made it look a lot worse than it was. Oh, very good. Well, look, yeah, all that matters is that you, you took advantage and uh, fair play to Earl Z. What's it like playing with a guy like that, able to produce those two moments of magic and uh, and score? Yeah, it's it's unreal. He's, he's ridiculous pace. So I was only saying at the weekend when I'm when I'm chasing kickoffs inside him, I feel like I'm about ten meters behind him every time the ball's kicked. But it's great to have a guy a guy like that on on the wing that you can you can rely on in those moments. And he, uh, yeah, he's a top class finisher. And you know, the first try, no one even had reacted, and he was he was over the line. So yeah. he uh, he had a great game at the weekend, and he's playing playing some great rugby. He's an absolute golden balls at the minute, or is he? Isn't he? He's like a fine ah, yeah, wine. He, he's, he can't uh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting better with age, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Last year, <laughs> play, um, Irish player of the season, he's just kicked on. He's just yeah, won he's our... Finest. He's oh, he's about he's about to win our Baz and Andrew <laughs> Player <laughs> of the Weekend. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, so he'll be absolutely thrilled with that one as well. Um, but look, Scans, we'll, um, we'll leave you there, man. Thanks a million for joining. We know you're, you're going out on the pitch train this morning, so... Uh, cheers and best of luck on Friday night and of course best of luck in the semi-final Cheers lads we'll chat to you soon Alright well that was Rory Scannell there uh, and that leads us in talking to uh, about the Munster Edinburgh match 19-13 as you said uh, tough tough game to be fair um, Edinburgh Edinburgh were brilliant Yeah they're top side like Yeah uh, um, Very physical serious back row obviously stole a lot of ball um, and you know, very tough game for Munster, and you have to take your hats off to them. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people were critical of maybe how Munster attacked during the game, but um, they've got this very set play, way of playing now that we all have kind of come accustomed to, and it's uh, it's defence based for sure. But like the amount of pressure they absorbed and never looked like they were really going to crumble yeah. on Saturday, uh, I thought it was brilliant. I mean, Edinburgh would be disappointed with themselves for not. Taking the opportunities at I the think, start, I think so. They were they were 
They were better for long periods. Mm. They had the ball. They had possession. Whether they were better or not, it's hard to know. Like, I mean, for the 10 minutes of Tyburn was Simbind. No, I know. Uh, yeah, fair enough. You'd, thought, <laughs> you'd think they would have scored. Uh-huh. Not only did they not score, Munster went and scored and applied pressure and then made some unbelievable defensive efforts. Like, there was a point where they, I think, they, after Erzie's first try, they kicked off, turned over Munster in their 22 and had the ball, and Munster ended up driving them the whole way back to their halfway line. But mm-hmm. I don't think people really noticed because it wasn't any huge hits. It gradually happened. They just yeah. kept pushing them back until yes, the halfway yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, There wasn't a moment when you were like, whoa, what a piece of defence. Yeah. You're like, hold on a minute. Yeah. They, they were there a while back. Yeah. <laughs> After 10 phases, they just pushed them back. They must have done something remarkable. Yeah. I mean, we've not really noticed it. <laughs> just yeah. kind of kept dragging them slowly yeah. back. Uh, but it's, you know, their, their defensive effort, they're constantly <clears> on their feet, <throat> constantly with line speed in your face. And uh, it's just really consistent. They cover the backfield really well, even with that. Um, and then they had another one where Jack O'Donoghue turned them over on their line. It was the third time they'd gone to the corner, yeah. as opposed to taking the points, which I thought was pretty arrogant out of Edinburgh to, to, to go to the corner three times in a row. Yeah. And uh, Munster just kept getting on their feet, kept taking them down, stopping them. And then Jack O'Donoghue finally got in the ball. And that was without both their second rows. Jack, John Klein had gone off, and Ty Burm is simbined. Um, so, I mean, Billy Holland does make a massive impact any time he comes on, but, you know, <clears throat> it wasn't easy. And then they lost Carberry, they lost Jack O'Donoghue, so they were quite up against it, but um, they kept their composure, I thought, for the whole game. Yeah, yeah, there's a few um, aerial collisions as well. Um, there's a bit of a battle with um, Conway and well, your man. Conway gave away a penalty at one stage for yeah. one of those. Yeah, and it, uh, for me, that's not a penalty. It's kind of just that grey area, you know, where they if someone wins the ball and they, they fall awkwardly, the penalty's going to go. As long as it's not a yellow card, I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's like we were saying about Stockton and Burn, where their timing is so good, whereas when it's not, it's, it's dangerous, you know? Yeah, but I, just, I thought that Conway tracked the ball and his hands were, on, like, if, if not on the ball, very close. Mm. And he still gets, gets penalised for that. Like yeah. I thought it was very harsh. Yeah. Um, it is. It's just that career. I don't think that's ever going to change. Yeah. As long as they're not yellow cards, I'm actually, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, attack wise for Munster, I think as I said, like they've got this formula where they go no no play in their own half. It's just kick everything. Murray butts up box kicks, and uh, they get a good return out of it. Then when they get into their opposition half, it's still the occasional box kick, but they just try and get to two or three phases and then they'll see where they stand and then they'll probably kick it. But my worry is going into the Saracens game is whether they can actually score points. Well, isn't that the way Saracens play as well, though? Saracens uh-huh. don't... Like, like, they, only, they only play when it's on their terms, whenever mm. they kind of feel like it's... I don't know, it's a pretty, a pretty sensible approach, but it's been very successful for mm. Saracens. I think they'll play a little bit more rugby. They'll go a few more phases, maybe. Munster only seem to play three or four phases and then they'll kick, whereas Saris will have enough brute force from Vinopola and Barrett and these big players they have that will always get them over the gain line and then they'll keep going. Yeah. And if it exhausts <clears throat> after seven or eight phases, then they'll kick. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be like it's gonna be a tough game for Munster. I thought they, they finished the game very strongly. Their defence was, was pretty, pretty good. And once they did get close to Edinburgh's 22, they looked like they could score at, at all the time. And at all times, you know, and 
Earlsy obviously with a brilliant finish in the last minute. Mm -hmm. um, good to see Connor have a little dart as well, and then just good hands in the corner. So once they get into the twenty-two, they'll score. But it's how often? I think they only got in there once in the first half, scored. Right? They didn't get in there till the forty-fourth minute, uh, and then a second time, and then I think only three times in the second half. So yeah, yeah, that'd be the biggest concern going into the the series game. But. Um, Saris, yeah, they're very impressive. Jesus. Uh, Farrell missed the game as his wife was in labour. Uh -huh. That means Andy Farrell is not had a baby boy. He's now a grandfather at 44 years of age. Uh -huh. <laughs> and he looks younger than both you and I. <laughs> <laughs> you and I put together. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty disgraceful. Uh, Alex Gould played good at 10, though. And uh, I thought uh, Liam Williams was unbelievable fullback. They bet the balls out of them. <laughs> they bet the testicles off them. <laughs> they did. <laughs> uh, Glasgow put up a little bit of a fight but in the end, but no, they were too strong. They're just so yeah. big, man. They're enormous. Um, and, yeah, they're just good rugby players. You know, they, they, they play some deadly rugby as well. So. Yeah, they just... They, I think Saracens always just seem unbelievably well-coached and well-organised, and they're just yeah. a machine, aren't they? Mm. So, yeah, I think Munster have their hands full. Yeah, Jamie George made some um, some brilliant piece of play, but brilliant piece of skill. I think he was involved in pretty much every try they scored that, yeah. that day. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, work to do, Munster, and I think just maybe increasing their, their options in attack um, a few more is the only way they're going to they're gonna turn over Saris. But I cannot wait for both those games. Um, so yeah, look, join us in part three where we will do our rugby roundup. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Okay, welcome back to the House of Rugby, Rugby, Rugby roundup. <laughs> and <laughs> hello to those watching on Instagram TV. Hello. Hi, hi. Hi, hi Will. Hi, Will. <laughs> How are the dogs? <laughs> Uh, so Munster and Leicester <coughs> match, march on in Europe. Ulster fans left to focus on the Guinness Pro 14. So too are Connacht after uh, they're beaten by the Sale Sharks in the Challenge Cup on Friday. Um, very frustrated watching it because they didn't start their full team and I was very excited about the idea of them beating Sale, going over there, getting into the semi-final. They've been playing so well. Um, they were kind of on the crest of a wave, but I can understand why they didn't start the the full side. What's their run-in the rest of the season? Uh, they've Zebra away this weekend, and they've Cardiff at home. Two kind of must-win games. Um, and Munster's the last game of the season from away. In, oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Munster, yeah. so... They, you know... They, you know so with Zebra away, then... If it was Munster away, then next weekend you can imagine, you can understand why they would have rested a few guys. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not a gimme, but it's not that difficult a fixture to go to Zebra away. Yeah. And it's to compromise what they have what they had the weekend. Yeah. I mean, if they, uh, I think when you leave out Butler, playing uh, Delahunty. Delahunty. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not even on the and Delan, not even on the squad in the squad. Yeah. Uh, Tom Farrell. For me, they're five of their best players uh, in a game like that going over there. What a time to, to, to kind of boost what they've been doing already. Does that... Keep the ball rolling. Yeah, does the decision to, to rest those guys cheapen the second-tier European tournament or does it actually enhance and enrich the domestic tournament? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 
does it does, almost like a bit of a top 14, like a French mindset? This is our league and this is our bread and butter? Well, no, because the reason they're doing it is so they get into the into the European Cup, isn't it? Into mm. the, yeah, so that's why they're doing it. If you finish... Yeah, it, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's a means, yeah, it's a means. Yeah, yeah but um, look, it, was, <clears throat> it wasn't a great game. They couldn't have, they couldn't do it without those players, basically, in my mind. Uh, even not starting Quill and Blade, I would have started him. I would have started him and Carty because he's been playing so well, and that's the way um, Andy Friend has been playing this season, been putting his just giving his best players or the guys that are playing best the yeah. week before, giving them the opportunity. And I thought Marmion took a while to get going. He hasn't played a lot of rugby of late. And They've been in and out a bit, have they not? Uh, five, not, not really. Blade has played most yeah. of the rugby this year because Marmion's been injured. Um, and he played unbelievably well last weekend. Uh, and, yeah, just without Farrell, who's been such a solid guy in the centre for them as well. Um, I thought it was a strange uh, game. Uh, Fleff de Klerk was unbelievable for, yeah. for sale. As we're talking about that left-hand scrum, you know, where it's very, we say it's very hard to yeah, defend. So uh-huh. he was, uh, he just found himself, I'd say, have four or five of those in the game where he was attacking scrum half, and he would just pick and go and flake at their out half, <laughs> draw in all four defenders at some point, and, and whip passes at the back. Um, it just shows a world class. He basically won the game in his own, like world class player in his own. So um, it's great to see. I think there could be a lot more of that kind of scrum half play in my eyes. You know, more, more good enough scrums. Just more attack, attack-minded, yeah. quick ball, having a dart. Cooney did it well the other night. And, yeah. Um, it's just sometimes the ball can slow down a lot, and that's one of the reasons why. Um, <coughs> but yeah, look, they've, uh, they've 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 got a huge chance to still put a big stake in for the for the. Yeah, the and they picked 14. up a couple of injuries though as well. They did. Uh, Balam. Balam. Did he fracture his arm, Pat? No, it was like um, he actually came out afterwards and said he, there was no breakage in his, his hand, but it, he must have had his hand gashed open because there was blood everywhere. Oh, so, shit. And he couldn't even look at it. They had to cover it with a towel as he came off. Like so, <laughs> yeah. Um, must be. It must have got a, a stud through it or something like that. So yeah. Um, but nasty. Yeah, and then Carty did his bicep. He tore his bicep, mm. or he strained it anyway. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, they're struggling for out halves at the moment. Uh, Ronaldson's injured, Horowitz is injured, uh, Kyle Godwin has had to go in there last week, so he'll probably play again. And he did really well, actually, so uh, he'll probably play again next weekend. On a personal note, I want to say congratulations to the UL Bowes captain by uh, the incredible Neve Briggs, who won the Women's Club All-Ireland at the weekend, beating BlackRock 17-5. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Um, um. <laughs> my old club. God, I couldn't... Kudos. Um, <clears throat> now I ask you to vote on the Guinness Made and More Player of the Weekend, and here were your nominees: Jack Conan, Ross Byrne, uh, Monsters Keith Earls, and Ulster Lock Kieran Treadwell. Thanks for your votes and comments. The winner is Keith Earls. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Two opportunistic tries. Um, and leading from the front. Well done, Nails. Fair play to you, Elsie. Yep. We also put a shout for uh, Twitter questions using the hashtag AskHOR. And as we mentioned at the top, we're flooded with responses. So here are some of the best. Uh, Quaylen asked if the worst come to worst and Dan Levy doesn't make the World Cup and Sean O'Brien or Josh van der Fleer don't make it. How strong is our depth at seven and who travels to Japan? Good question. Uh, is Scott Penny going to get a get an opportunity not to go to the World Cup, but 
towards the end of the season, get an opportunity for Leinster, and and then you never know. Uh, yeah, I think he's been brilliant. Um, not sure about the World Cup. I've not been in a squad before. Um, I'd say, you know, he might get a game against... He'll definitely get a couple of games in the next few Pro, Pro 14 games. Yeah. He'll probably be on the bench for, uh, for Leinster against Toulouse. Outside of that, I'd say Jordy Murphy. Jordy Murphy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I look any further, he's been unbelievable for yeah. for Ulster this season. Um, yeah. He's he's done a job for Ireland a lot in the past, and he's an out and out seven. So what's going on with Sean O'Brien? Ginger Sean O'Brien from Connacht. Uh, yeah, he hasn't played in a while. He's he's been out for Is he a few injured, months now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, he was good at the start he of the season. He was unbelievably yeah. well at the start mm. of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, this, they do have a lot of opportunities in the in the. August friendlies to play these guys so but it is a, a big concern I think Josh van der Fleer is hoping to make it back he's out with a groin injury but I'd say he'll he'll make it Dan Levy that looked like a nasty injury bless him Jesus he just uh, just after coming back and I was watching it again last night um, just watching the game back and I hadn't seen his injury in the first time so I was kind of watching to see when it happened and it could have happened at every single ruck he was involved and in. he just throws himself in there yeah. um, you know doesn't look after himself at all so you have to feel for him um, Al Lochnan asked should Ross Burns start in the semi-final even if Sexton is fit he's he's definitely putting his hand up mm. I mean he's a legitimate option and it's, and it's, and it's actually a conversation Whereas in the past it was, it was never even in question. So yeah, I definitely think they'd have a conversation about it. Yeah, that kick at the end when he's either cramping or something was going on with his uh, his ankle or foot, he's limping basically. Yeah, and still kick from the touchline. I thought that was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, <clears throat> be hard for them not to pick Sexton if he's fit. He's the. He, I mean, a couple of months ago he was the best player in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think you can kind of. You give him a bit, a bit of an opportunity to kind of get back to where he was. Not that he's a million miles off it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I hope that he, hopefully that will answer uh, all your questions. Um, please keep them coming. And we do like the silly questions as well. Um, so keep them coming. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for your comments, questions, for listening on all our favourite apps and for watching us on YouTube. Big, big thank you to everyone that was involved in making the show this week. Fiona, Shane, Ian, Anthony, and, of course, Pat. This has been Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby. Party on, Baz. Together with Joe. Oh, here on Joe. <laughs> Jump the gun. Together with Kenneth. <laughs> Party on, Baz. Party on, Andrew. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe. Together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.